Welcome back to Talk in Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're together tonight. Yes. It's Yay. so much better when we're together. It is always. Always. Right? But um, I have cat, cat hair on my mic and it's tickling <laughs> my lip. But I'm so happy we got to watch this episode together. This was a lot. It was. We're discussing season one, episode five, Get Her Done. It's just fun to say. Get Her Done. Original air date, October 30th, 2006, written by Patrick Mason and directed by Mark Piznarski. What? Crossover? I know. Our director from Gossip Girl that he's on mentioned the, quite frequently. He's on a ton of Gossip Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Summary for this episode. Fourth quarter belongs to us. Four. Four. <laughs> With the Arnett Mead game just days away. Ray Tatum proves he may not be the leader the team needs him to be as he clashes with stressed-out Coach Taylor. Fellow players alike. Meanwhile, Lila Garrity hates herself even more as her secret relationship with Tim Riggins continues. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. She's hurting. She's hurting. He's hurting. Yeah. Lots of hurt. You know, All I mean, around. I know we'll talk about it, but... Do you still not like Lyra? Lyra Garrity. Lila. Um, she's she's growing on me. Yeah, right. Because I think you're understanding her a little bit more. Definitely. And the Tim and her stuff, I actually, 180 from last week, I enjoyed it this week. So I can't wait to talk. Even though it's wrong, right? Even though it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's really messed up. Yeah. It's so messed up. But that one scene i'm sure we'll get to it in the beginning when they're sweet and okay breakfast. so let's yeah. let's start so lila is getting ready to go for a run this is how our episode opens her mom is so happy about this because she's actually skipping a visit to the hospital and she's taking some time for herself right so um, basically yeah she's going for a run <laughs> but she actually jogs right over to tim's house for breakfast and some more yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's just continue with Lila and Tim. Lila is continuing to hook up with Tim and be the so-called girlfriend to Jason as well. Ooh. She has a visit with Tammy to talk about her future. And Lila says that she hasn't really thought about it. And she'll probably just go for um, pretty much will go in the vicinity that Jason will go to because he's priority. Wherever he goes, I'll just go to the other school around the area. Yeah. Because it's wherever Jason's going to go. Right. I'm like, already red flag right there. But this is all she knows. It's all she knows. And she is, I think, 17 years old, 16, 17. She might have just turned 17 because I know she had a birthday in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. But that was always her plan. Right. And Tammy is just really concerned and wants to listen and talk to her. And like, you have straight A's. It's time to start thinking about you. And I love this scene because... In the office, Tammy has her folder open, and we have a close-up of Tammy actually close the folder and put it down and just want to have a conversation yeah, like, with her. let's have a conversation. You yeah. have great grades. You can go anywhere you want. Let's focus on what you want and not what's best for Jason. Right. And what do you want to do? And Lila admits- She's never thought about it. Right. Because it's never been in her to think, oh, wait, what could I do? I've been so wrapped up with Jason and his- you know, goals. Right. Even though Jason never really asked her to do that. He didn't. And he never would. No. But he, at one point in his life, could have, I mean, hey, it still could very well happen, but he could have gotten a scholarship and gone somewhere huge and became this pro football player. And she was like, I'm along for the ride, whatever it takes for Jason to do that. Right. And now the games have changed a little bit. The tables have turned. 
And even if the tables didn't turn, she still, still, Tammy should have still had this conversation with her. Like, well, what do you want? Right. Because, yeah, Jason's going to go to a great school and he's going to do great things. But what do you want? Right. So I love this. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, Tim and Lila, as we say, they're continuing to hook up. But he's actually trying to connect with her, asking <sighs> her about her schoolwork and how everything's going. And Lila quickly shoots him down. We're not doing this. What do you actually mm-hmm. want to talk about? The fact that you're sleeping with your best friend's girlfriend, we're not doing this. Yeah, she's so guilty that she won't even have a conversation with this guy, even though she does like him. I don't know if she likes, you know, doing the deed with him. I'm sure she does. Well, I think that's That's the whole point of is to do the deed. But does she want she doesn't right now can't withhold a conversation about anything meaningful or or not even meaningful just she wants to just do it and leave because it's too painful and she feels too guilty to think about it and it's funny because tim i'm sure is also very guilty but he's also like but i like this girl like he likes her he does he wants to get to know her yeah she's not allowing that no but i also find it very sweet (laughs) i know well i I can't believe it i actually don't remember how i really felt about them and in this episode i'm starting to feel for them actually more and we didn't really get to see how jason and lila were as a couple yeah very brief and we're continuing it but it's less but i don't know i think there is chemistry between tim and lila there's definitely chemistry that i'm seeing more and more And like I said last week, I wish this would have happened a little bit later in the season. That way we could have had a little bit more of like a development for me of who these people are because I don't know them. Right. I've only known them for five weeks. So it was hard for me to get this connection right off the bat when I didn't even see the relationship between Lila and Jason. So I'm I'm liking it much better than I did. Uh, So outside of this whole love debacle... The whole town, including the team and the assistant coaches, are waiting to see who coach is going to start on Friday against the Arnett Mead Tigers. As we know, this is the big rival team coming off of last week. Is it going to be Voodoo or is it going to be Saracen? Yeah. So coach ultimately has to make this decision, but it's so tough because when you break it down, he doesn't really like Voodoo and his attitude and he knows, but he knows he can deliver. And he actually really likes Saracen and he trusts him and he is good for the team, but he doesn't know if he actually can make this win happen. So this is really tough. Yeah. So after a practice, coach calls Voodoo into his office to have an open conversation, if you will. And Voodoo pretty much says, listen, I'm not here for friends. I'm not here for Texas. I don't like it here. We're an arranged marriage. Yeah. You need to keep your job. You need to keep your money. Uh, you know what I can do? Start Saracen if you want. I don't really care. Just let me know. Yeah. The the attitude. Even when Voodoo gets up to leave after this meeting and Coach says, you can leave the door open and he slams the door. Zero shit. No respect. He thinks his shit don't stink. And I give it to someone who is fully confident and has a plan. But be like respectful of your coach. Yeah, and your team that you chose to play on. Right. You decided, okay, I'll come here. And he says, this is only good for me so that the scouts can find me and I'll get a scholarship and and go. Right. But, like, 
don't think that I care about you people. Yeah, because and, and nobody did. No, no, it's very clear you don't. His attitude says it all. His he doesn't even crack one sm- smile at all during the progression of however many episodes we've had him now. He just has a poor attitude. Yeah. And like I'm trying to understand where he's coming from, losing everything, having to uproot your life, move. But like yikes. This is this is not it's not a good situation for this team. No, because I think you can be really good at something, but if you can't get along with a team or a group of people in a setting where you need where that's essential for you. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a team sport. It's a team sport. You exactly. need to be one of one of the team members, and you don't have to like them, but you have to agree while out on the field. Right, <laughs> but it, you know it's it's becoming hard to do that because everyone, including Mac and Buddy, obviously, they want Voodoo to start. The whole state wants Voodoo to start. Right. So during practice, when Saracen should be starting because Coach, you know, really wanted that to happen. Mac put voodoo in because he suggested it to coach and coach is like, no, I took your, your opinion, but I actually did not, you know, I didn't ride this override. Um, I didn't allow you to do this, right? Give you the permission for it. And so then we see Mac photocopying the playbook for voodoo in coach's office, which is fine. But coach is like, you need to give me a heads up on what you're doing, including taking meetings with buddy and having conversations like this. It's fishy. It is. You're going behind my back. Right. And Mac's like, don't start this conversation because I have these boys' best interest. Yeah. And I'm for the team and I want them to win just like you. But he doesn't respect Coach either. Nobody does. Not with voodoo around. No. (sighs) So Eric is obsessed and he just keeps watching plays. So we have this scene in his office. His shoes are off, which we commented on the socks, which we loved because I felt that felt really authentic and being in his office at the end of the day. Cute. People in the Discord chat were saying, oh, my God, what if it really smells? (laughs) I'm sure it stinks. Totally. It probably reeks. Yeah. (laughs) But Tammy comes in to visit him and ultimately just wants him to come home for dinner because it's been a couple of days. His daughter misses him. She makes a joke like, maybe we should show show her a picture of you. (laughs) He was mad. He's like, don't say shit like that. (laughs) Tammy's like... You're working too much. Just come home. Yeah. You, you made your, your decision because at this point he's making his decision. Well, he knows what his decision should be. And Tammy goes back and forth on who he should start, Voodoo Saracen, the pros and cons. And ultimately she's like, it sounds like you made a decision. You should just come home from dinner. Right. Just come home. Just, just come un- home. It's enough for the day. Yeah. So coach meets with Matt to ultimately have the conversation with him and here's the exact opposite matt sits down and he's like i'm so honored i'm <sighs> ready i have been more ready than anything in my life and coach is like i'm starting voodoo yeah like he won't even let coach get a word in and he's like no i'm ready come on here coach. For it. i'm here for it and coach is like i'm sorry and then he's like okay thank you sir like, yeah heartbroken but he'll get over it he's he, there for the team he is and he understands and he even says that we have a scene earlier in the episode with him and Julie. So there's like a little budding flirtation here going. And she's like, do you think you're going to start? And he's like, I don't know. And he gives this kind of answer as he would to a reporter. And she's like, I'm not ESPN. Calm down. (laughs) But it's cute. Like, I like these little meetings that they're having. Yeah. So Jason, his spirits are doing much better. Much better. 
We see him making jokes during physical therapy, and he seems to be in a much better mood. And Herc and him are friendly now. They're bonding. Herc convinces the staff to allow Jason to come to a quad rugby game. I love this. Yeah, so Jason can see what his future, essentially, maybe, could yeah. be. Yeah. And yeah. you know Jason. He's like, doing it. Right. Got there. Yeah. Okay, coach. Right. So Herc explains to him that he has the same injury as Jason, and he jokes that we're lucky that we still have our fingers. Yeah. And he said it took him about six months before he could start playing because he was pretty much wallowing in his own self-pity for the past six months, which totally inspires Jason. He's like, like you, I think you said it. He'll get there in five months. Yeah. Okay. Now you told me a number. Right. You, th- you got better in six months. I'll get better in five. Right. I just know it. That's yeah. his personality. Like, yes, coach. Well, I got it. He has something to strive for. Right. Yeah. He has a purpose now. Yeah. He's done with the wallowing. I'm here to get better and stronger. And here we go. I hope he does it. I know he will. He'll yeah. do it. So we get to Friday and it's time to take on the Tigers. It's an away game and the whole town is so, celebrating. Ooh, it's so fun. Traveling to this game. Lila stops by to visit Jason. <sighs> and she brings along coach. And Coach brings along his helmet, and the entire team stops by, and one by one, they come in. It's so sweet. And it's so cute. I loved this whole scene. Yeah. Bald. Even Voodoo comes in. People, Voodoo doesn't approach him. Voodoo doesn't do anything. I thought maybe Voodoo, this would be like a soft spot for him. Like, oh, dude, you're obviously like not in best health right now like i'll just give you like a little pound like much he, respect yeah like respect for you that you were like the all-star player but he doesn't do that no but smash comes in first and he says i love you oh, and we're gonna win it. for you he's like i know you will yeah i love this and then we see more players come in, and then matt comes in and Jason's face. He was like, Matt. It's like, how you doing, man? How's it going, dude? You got this? You okay? It was so sweet. I know. Matt's like, go ahead. Like, you can see, yeah. he's like, even in the presence of like Jason Street, like, I'm nervous. He's just always <laughs> nervous. And then we get to the end of the line. Oh. And him. Before he even gets it, he can't even get in the room. He no. will not even walk in the room. I'm like, I so feel this. I so resonate with this. Like, avoid, avoid, avoid. Okay, nope. I got him thrown in. I got him thrown in. And he just. He loses it. Yeah. And oh, Jason, it, was so, it was so beautiful. It's so beautiful because Jason's upset, but also <sighs> so happy that he's there. But they're both so angry. And he's like, where the hell have you been? Angry, but like, not I even at that. I, I, I not miss even, you. Yeah. That's what it is. And Tim says, I miss <laughs> you. Like Jason's like <laughs> holding it back. He's like yeah. trying not to cry. I know. He's like, where you been? And Tim's like, you know, around. Around. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, he's been fucking your girlfriend. Yeah, because Lila's standing right it's there. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. But they're holding their each other's hands, oh, which broke me. It is so sweet. Oh, <gasps> I loved it. And he's like, go, go. Because Tim I couldn't, know. he can't even hold it I anymore. Know. He's it's, just losing his shit. So when we first meet Tim, like episode one, he's like, we're barely getting anything from him. I mean, he's starting to talk more and more as he is. show progresses. But <laughs> we see how sensitive he really All the guy is. This is. He is. Who I had no clue. Yeah. It's nice. It's so nice. It's nice. It adds such depth to his character. Yeah. Because as we said, he really doesn't speak that much. So I don't get a lot of his character by right. words. I just see it. 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, a lot of the episodes are focused around football and coach and Saracen. And so the little that we do get of Tim lately, they have been these very emotional sides. It's nice. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the game. So the Panthers, they have a rough start, even with Voodoo. They do. And so Smash gives the play. Voodoo doesn't like it. He goes rogue. He gets a touchdown, which is good, but he's not following or listening. And Coach grabs him and is like, you got to listen to my plays. Coach was like laughing and he's like, this motherfucker, like, yay. You're playing But also get over here. Right. How (laughs) dare you? How dare you? He's like, you little shit. So- we have this break in the halftime. It's not during halftime. It's not. It's during the third quarter, which is was random. But right. For like the progression, I guess, like to to rev it up to to the fourth quarter, like to get let's, to four. Yeah. Let, let's just break it here. Yeah. Because coach at pep rally said four is ours. That's ours. Well, because it's what matters in the end. Right. Of course. But voodoo just continues being disrespectful throughout this game. So when we have the break in the locker room, it is so heated. It is scary. It's, it is, it is right? I thought I some punches were going to pu- be thrown. It looked like he was going to punch him. So we're talking about the scene where, I mean, I don't know how you could forget. It's the only no. heated locker room scene. But Coach gets in Voodoo's face and is like, you're done. You are off the field. And Voodoo is screaming back, like, don't you dare. Like, I don't need Texas. I'm out. Yeah. And it he throws his helmet. And it's just like, it's so uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable i would not even want to be a fly on the wall in that situation it was really um scary like it could have went another way and it it could have ended really badly yeah but But. matt is put in yeah it's funny because coach is like be prepared matt yeah never know what's gonna happen then he's like here you go matt right get in right so when he did tell Matt, you know, I'm putting voodoo in earlier. He's like, but you got to know the playbook. You better you best be on your best. Yeah, because you know it just in case. So, yeah, Matt is put into the game. And to sum it all up, Matt pulls it off. They he, they win. They win. It was great. Full confidence. Yeah, it was ta- it was Matt's moment. It was. And the audience was crazy. Yeah. And they I was like, there you go, Matt. You did it. Yeah. Now they better not say shit to you. And they better not say shit to coach. And we had little moments where we saw a budding broship, perhaps, of Matt and oh, Smash. We're we're getting it more. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning of the episode, we had a little bit of them talking with the flirting with the girls. And then they were sitting on the bus together, which mm-hmm. warmed my yeah, heart. Like, fist bump. We it's got really this. sweet. I, I said, like, the team, they're now, they're respecting Matt for being a team player. Like, he was in it. He learned every single play. He did whatever he could. He practiced his ass off. He listens to coach and they're like, oh, respect to you. Like, you're one of us. So I'm sure they were happy to see him become the quarterback that night and then also get them to the to the win. Did you when did you catch this when coach and Matt are having like a little meeting before he before one of the plays? Yeah. He's like, you know, the plays. you know, the plays, you know what to do. And he's like, we got to give it to Smash because they got to get the two points. Right. And then Coach grabs Mac and he's like, oh, let's get a play. So even Coach is including Mac yeah, he's like, in the conversation. Yeah. Because they're all there for the same purpose. Right. And he's the offensive coordinator. So, but I liked that because it shows like, even though you pissed me off, I'm including you right. because we are a team. And we're going to win. Right. So how do we get to win? Yeah. Yeah. It was really great. So they do win, like you said. And... Everybody's super happy and everybody rushes to the field and coach. I loved it. He goes to shake the opposing team's 
coach. Coach, yeah. yeah like, good game. Yeah. And then he just walks off with Tammy. I loved it. So He's good. like, let's go home. I'm going to literally fucking pass out right now. <laughs> Here we go. Take me I'm home. pass out. So the next day, they're super lovey-dovey in the morning. I loved it. But Be- Julie was like, mom and dad, please cool stop. It, but Sweet. we have a happy married couple. Oh, happy yeah. they won. The whole town of Dylan is so happy and excited. And Eric's just like getting treated oh my God. celebrity. He's a royalty. That he should be. Except there's one tiny problem. Yeah, we knew this was coming. Yeah. So questions are now being asked about Voodoo's eligibility and if this is actually going to check out. And the authorities are going to find anything. Um, they're looking into this case. And if they find anything. It will take their W right out of there. Right. Last night's victory could be stripped from them. Yeah. And who is standing right there as Coach is meeting these two men the is Buddy. motherfucking Buddy Garrity. The arch nemesis of my life. <laughs> and Buddy's just like, oh, Coach. Coach, oh. we knew about this. We, we're we going to do, do about coach. this. Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> coach was like, all right, good night. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm about to kill you. Right, because this is all happening in the field house. Coach is about to walk into a room of, I'm assuming, maybe respective reporters and yeah. boosters. And they're all cheering for him. And then you have these two men standing outside with Buddy questioning him about voodoo. And Eric slams the door on them and yeah, walks into the like, I can't screams. deal with this now. Like you figure it out, buddy, man, having buddy. We knew it was going to happen. We knew. We knew. I mean, we were. He had his concerns. He already. He stated them before this happened, and then right. they were all insistent. No, let's bring Voodoo in. Right. Yeah. Mm-mm. Before we wrap up, we got to talk about Tyra. Tyra, I'm loving her. Oh, you are? I am. I'm so excited to hear that because I love her too. I love her. I think I'm the most excited to see how her character actually ends up than anyone else at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Besides Jason, obviously I want him to be better, but. Yes. Uh, so, okay. So during one of Tyra's waitressing shifts, she meets a patron named Connor who is very engaged in conversation with her and seeks her out the next day to see if she would like to join him on one of his jobs. Will you take a ride with Un- me? professional uncomfortable i don't like it a lot of red flags lots of red flags but he is clearly older and i don't know how much older is she underage it could be a problem i know we don't talk about how old she is I know. she appears the actress herself appears older than the rest of them yeah, but, but i know that she's matter. not i know she's that in she's high not school. right she's in high school so it makes you almost tricks through my mind like oh wait no she's literally still in high school right it's not i'm not comfortable with this yeah He's from L.A. He works for an investment banker and he needs to meet geologists on oil fields. So he's like, do you want to come with me for the ride? No, you're cute. But no. Well, but yeah, because but, she, but she's also like, well, well, do I care? She, well, no, because she tells him I'm not going to sleep with you. But he's just like, I just want your company. I mm-hmm. like what you're about. Mm hmm. So she meets him and they talk and he's more engaged with her because we're finding out more about Tyra. She doesn't idolize the football players or this town. She doesn't even care about it. Yeah. She says her father worked in oil and it ruined him. And so here we're learning more and more about her. Little bits. Yep. But we're getting more about her character. So then Connor mentions that he's not sure how long he's going to be in town for. But then it turns out he's actually only in L.A. for one more night. But he still (laughs) wants to take her out to dinner. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're supposed to meet. Well, okay. So they're supposed to meet at the restaurant, but she ends up going to his hotel room and he's like, oh, I was supposed to meet you there. And she's like, can I come in? And the rest is history with that. Yeah. So I don't think he was ex- 
Do you think he was expecting it? Well, okay. So she wakes up the next morning. He's not in the room. Obviously, she spent the night and they slept together. Yeah. He comes in. He's fully dressed. He brings her some breakfast. And he's like, I got to go catch my flight. Right. I told you this was happening. Right. And like, I don't think it, I mean, is it mean? I don't think it's mean. Well, no, because she, he's like, I, I got to go. Like, well, the <laughs> thing that's messed up is he's involved. That's what's fucked up. He's involved. That's what's messed he's up. Involved with someone. He, he didn't has, even have to add that in. Why did you have to add that in? I think maybe to break it down to her, right? Which is fucked up. Which she was like, I don't need your explanation, right? And she also says, I knew what this was. I also have a boyfriend. Yeah. It was just a one-time thing. It's all good, right? Mm. And then, but then she feels like shit afterwards. Of course she does. It's and ultimately, I feel like we got some character development, but we also see how sad and lonely she is. And it's just, uh, it like broke my heart a little bit. It, it broke my heart too because she she clearly is lacking something in her life where she feels like she needs to replace it with this. And maybe it's love or what have you, but she seems to have a pattern of picking guys that don't give a shit. <laughs> right. And perhaps him saying, oh, it actually is only one more night. There are no strings attached. She was I like, am curious yeah. about this. Maybe I could do this. But then you think afterwards, you just feel kind of dirty. Yeah. She's like, well, yeah. And especially now learning too that he is involved with someone yeah. like, oh, now I'm the other woman right? again. Well, not again, but well, it almost like the way she presented it was like, to me, it felt like she's been there before. Like I'm the other woman again. Yeah. I know. I hated that for her. But that's pretty much the end of uh, the summary. It was a good episode. As I said last week, they just get better and better. I'm learning more about these people. And I am excited to see what happens in the future. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break. And then we're coming back with two guests. Yes. My sister, Sam, and her, we call him Bill Bob. Bill Bobby. He is a super fan of this show. Hardcore. This is his, just, he's obsessed. Just wait. He's gonna. I'm sure the enthusiasm (laughs) is gonna be through (laughs) the motherfucking roof. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Welcome back from break list. You're laughing at me because I pressed the wrong button. Because like, boom, 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 boom. boom. How and long the, have I been doing and this? And they'll never hear it. They'll no. never hear it. I know, just like we pretend they hear a gong. It's like <laughs> and our they'll never hear it. Mic's moving. But we're back with our two guests this week, my sister Sam and, as you all know, Bill Bob, brother-in-law Bob. Hi, guys. Clear eyes. <laughs> Full hearts. Say it oh, together. Wow. Everyone should say that. Oh, 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 okay. We didn't get the assignment. Here we go. Here we go. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. lose. Cute. Oh, so sweet. Very cute. Uh, welcome. This is quite humorous because a little BTS. We can't find our fourth mic. I know. So Bill, Bob, and Sam are sharing one mic together. So our treehole talk mics just. Let's just get started. We're getting started. We're getting started. Okay. So Bill, Bob, and Sam, our listeners wanted to know, and I'm actually pretty curious about this, and I'm sure Liz is too. We want to sure. know about your Friday Night Lights journey. How did you discover the show? Let's start there. Okay, so 
how did you probably told me about it i did you did okay so you told me about it um i watched it we watched it together i think and you're not chewing gum are you (laughs) absolutely not I'm about to snap a neck. And I'm about to it's snap a neck. It's Thanksgiving week. We don't need any more neck snapped for you, the turkeys. I hope you put that in. So okay. anyway, Bobby and I watched it and we got, st- we're like chronic late bloomers with show. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Okay. So <laughs> it takes us a significantly long amount of time to watch shows from start to finish. And we got stuck on season two for longer than I probably cared to admit out loud. And we watched the same episode. We just kept going back to that like at least four times. I'm not exaggerating. And then finally we got through it to the point where like even friends of ours were like, are you going to finish FNL? Like, are you going to watch or are you going to watch it? Do you remember which episode it was? was I that- do. I could uh, I could tell you. For, I won't tell you. I don't spoil anything. But I, I'm like seeing scenes in my head as I'm thinking about the fact that we got stuck on this one episode. Um, and then we finally got through it and watched the whole show. And now, well, I won't take it from him, but it's like a religion for Bobby. So I'll pass it over to him so he can go into how he watches it. Yeah. I, um, I remember when the Friday night lights movie came out in 2004. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And then, um, later on into, into graduate school, I realized that there was a, a, a book that was written about it. So I read that and I was like, mm, okay. And then, but I remember always it being on like Nickelodeon or, you know, or one of those kind of shows. And I would always flip around it for whatever reason. I never watched it. I was like, you know, where's Drake and Josh? You know, I didn't care about Friday night lights. And then, he loves Drake but and I Josh. always, but I always knew that I would like the show, but I never watched it. And then one day, I guess Sam was like, Hey, we should watch that. Cause I think Michelle gave us the recommendation. I was like, all right, it's cool. I've always wanted to watch it. And then pretty much I was hooked from there. Um, so like I've, seen the show three or four times now on loop and like just throughout the year i'll just like randomly watch the show like you know bored friday night lights you know the same way some people are with like the office or seinfeld or friends like i'm like that with friday night lights so i just love it it's such a heavy show it is to do that i'm curious with your rewatches what is your favorite season and does it change um Season one's probably my favorite because it's it's where there's the most magic. Like every season has magic for sure, but probably season one has the most magic. It's the most, you know, innocent, the most romantic. It's the most like just, yeah, season one you just can't beat. But, you know, anybody out there listening, don't don't let that, uh, you know, fool you. The rest of the seasons are absolutely amazing and, and hooked. And some of the later seasons were some of my more favorite seasons, but they still can't top number one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that doesn't spoil anything. I feel like a lot of TV shows, the first season is the special one. It's the beginning. It's the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is your favorite character and least favorite, if you can tell, without spoiling? Oh, without spoiling? Boy, that's going to be hard. Um, probably my favorite character. Um... Oh, my God, the suspense. Oh, boy, this is... <laughs> How about Sam answer and you think about yeah. it? Favorite and least. Okay. Favorite is Tammy Taylor. She's just consistent throughout. I won't spoil it, but she is a true, she's true to whatever she signs up for, whether it's her job, her marriage, her role as a mother, her role as a, however she shows up in the education system. She shows up 110% ready to go and she's still really supportive and warm and she's just like an all-encompassing 
good human. They even they even have like things on Etsy, like I want Tammy Taylor's hair or like oh my God. challenge she's a babe, Tammy man. Taylor. She's ba- yeah, like Connie Britton is mm, obsessed with her. her. Um, so most favorite overall, least favorite. Without spoiling, so so far, I really don't like Buddy Garrity. I feel like oh the Garrity. Fuck just Barry. I fucking hate Buddy Garrity. Well, don't him get me on the like, story of Buddy Garrity. Sorry, that was my I was cracking. Him and um, oh, I fucking hate. It's, I mean, I don't hate Lila, but <laughs> yeah. I told you, <laughs> I I've been telling Liz like you know we're starting to get to know Lila, and I was like Sam hates. Yeah, Lila. like. I can see. I can appreciate where she is for a teenager mm-hmm. and when she's mm-hmm. where she's at in her life, but oh god, yeah. Well, we'll get into yeah. her. But Buddy more. is just consistently like oh god, stepping buddy. in shit, you know, oh, tying his own tail in a knot. Man. So he is just he's just not. I don't know. I just feel like he's always where he doesn't need to be, and so it's just like sticking his two feet in. I remember a little bit what's to come for buddy you know because i've only yeah. seen this once and Ant's like oh buddy yeah like, buddy, but he gets like, a kick out of him and i'm like i'm waiting mm, for that so yeah, let's no, hear bobby did you come up with there. your so favorite and least so my least favorite character i can't reveal okay. at this point in time but what I do you know what, what I, season are they introduced you know uh they're introduced in season three and oh. i can't wait to express the amount of hatred i have for them because, you have to tell me <laughs> oh my god yeah i hate them but okay. as for my characters that are you know currently in 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 play and everything like that uh julie is my least favorite character i hate julie um i really really hate julie okay um don't say too much more but okay and my favorite character is and this is this is probably my favorite character throughout the entire series of the show is uh corinna williams smash's mom she yeah. is oh my god she's so good she is i only met her one time she's so good she is amazing she is what america needs in mothers right now like she is just the best she doesn't put up with shit she's a hard working single mother she's a you know she's a a, a good natured good moral god fearing woman trying to raise her kids on her own and she keeps them in line and you know she just she sacrifices everything for them and just ah oh, she is just the best i absolutely love her i have, I have goosebumps right now i just oh, i love her character that's so sweet so much i love her oh. too i can't wait till we see more of her Oh, she is the yeah. absolute best. And it's even better, like, also knowing that she is from Texas. So knowing that, like, her character is, like, pretty authentic, like, it just makes it even better. It's like, Sundak, she really is sort of like that. Like, not, like, hardcore, but, like, you know, like, there's some of that is real. Like, it's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So we have a newbie corner. This is a segment that we've uh, incorporated in Talk Texas Forever. We have where a load of people that are new watching. Like so me. many newbies. I'm. I feel like I'm almost alone with people. <laughs> I think it's Will and you and maybe a couple others that have seen this show before. They're Vic. freshman walk-ons. Yeah. It's yeah. so. It's been an interesting journey so far. But one of our newbie predictions provided by Randy. He says he hopes Taylor gives it to Garrity if they have to forfeit the game. So we shall see if that happens. He's predicting that that. Uh, he would like that to happen if that happens. I'm sure he would. All right, so let's get into some questions. We're going to start with Will. 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 Uh, Liz, this is for you since Sam and Bill Bob already know. Will Jason and Riggins patch things up? If so, how? For sure. How? I mean, I'm hoping Tim can finally bring himself like regularly. I don't know about regularly, but like a few more times to come and visit his pal. 
But now that he's like doing his girlfriend, probably we have lots of questions. I'm about sure. That. I know we do. I know we do. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think I think they will patch up, and it's going to make it even worse. And that because hurt more. it's going to hurt more. And then once he finds out, oh, baby, it's not going to be good. Yeah. <sighs> How about Matt? Will he be the QB for the rest of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Come on, Saracen. Yeah, I think he will. I think he stepped up. His team supports him now. I think he is passionate. Finally, he felt it in his soul. Like, I can do this and I'm going to be the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. I think he will. Um, Mike wants to know, he was wondering if Liz noticed this, but you'll let me know if you guys noticed this as well. Have you noticed Tammy and Coach's constant gum chomping? And how do you feel about it? <laughs> I I think it makes the characters real. I don't know. I don't mind it. But I didn't I notice it? No, but I like the one scene that you did point out that they were chewing gum. Yeah. Did you guys, do you guys notice their gum chewing? I feel like they shoot the show some like really... I don't want to say documentary yeah, style, they but do. really they do. shot that way. So it really is supposed to authentically capture where somebody is in their day to day. So I feel like that's part of the authenticity of the characters, like Liz was saying. Um, I don't know if he notices this, but these people sweat a lot. It's like, Texas. Coaches Sam. always sweat. Like when he was in the <laughs> office and Tammy comes in and she's like asking him who's going to start. She, he's just like sweating, sweating. So I'm like, holy, this guy needs a water bottle or something. So they sweat a lot. I don't know if he notices that, but I noticed that there's just like a lot of sweat going on in these walls. Are they really, they're really filming in Texas? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know if like only like some parts of it. All of the, it. That's awesome. All of it is filmed on location. Great. Like, you know, I, I appreciate their authenticity And a lot there. of it, is no, there's no sets. Yeah, it's right. all in the houses and everything. Yeah, that's it's great. all real. I know, and I f- it feels that way just by the way that they film it. So for sure. Actually, Bobby, I had a question for you, and I asked this two episodes ago, and maybe you listened to this one because I don't know mm. if you're behind. No one sent me feedback, and this is something Liz and I talked about the <laughs> the conversation between coaches and the team, and what's appropriate, and has that language changed and you're a coach you're a soccer coach right yes so do you is it like now appropriate to talk to your team in this way and i'm not talking specifically about this episode it was what we was two episodes ago episode yeah three right the tone i guess so i'm just curious if that narrative has changed or is this appropriate now why are you guys giving each other the middle finger I don't, I'm trying to concentrate on what you're saying. She's trying to say something. Oh, want? I wanted to chime in, but I want to interrupt you. No, so no. chime in. Say what you want to say. I had a question for you because in this episode, he's screaming at Voodoo, and I thought that it was yeah. highly inappropriate and a really intense, despite what had gone on. So I didn't know if that was typical or exaggeratory or what. Hmm. Um. So. It definitely it definitely depends upon where you are in the world. Um, you know, in in places like the South, that is that is more common even in today's world for for coaches to, you know, to you know have a little bit more you know pep in their speeches or you know to be a little bit more verbal or be a little bit more in your face and everything like that. Where like in you know New York here that would not go over so well. And certain sports, it's more acceptable, like more intense sports like football or. Um, 
you know, maybe, uh, maybe basketball or something like that. It's, it's a bit more acceptable, but yeah, coaches can definitely be in your face sometimes like that. Um, honestly, more so when, when there's no parents or cameras around to be right. honest with you in the locker room or at practice. But or, at, like, do you find that encouraging though? Do you think that, will that make you want to be like, yes, coach, I'm going to perform better? Um, honestly, you have to, from from just from my coaching standpoint, you don't necessarily have to know them as a player, but know them as a person, because there are going to be players that are going to respond well to a kick in the ass, and there are going to be that players that are going to respond well to a pat on the back. I was as a player, I was more of a pat on the back kind of a person, but you know, really, really, really good coaching knows individual players. And one thing that I like about Coach Taylor is that you know he sees that Matt Saracen is is more of a sensitive guy, and he's gonna res- he's not going to respond to the screaming as well as like a guy like Riggins will, so he can more individualize himself and i think that that's what makes him a better coach being able to read his players like that yeah it's funny that you say that riggins would kind of respond well to the screaming because now we're finding out riggins is pretty damn sensitive well it's not that he responds well i feel like maybe like how he treats saracen like riggins you gotta be better than this he would take it more into consideration like matt does than like a player obviously like voodoo who doesn't but go ahead. What were you saying about uh, Tim? I feel. I mean, yeah, Tim. We're learning's a pretty sensitive guy. He seems to really like you know kind of suppress a lot of it. But you know, Riggins, it, it'll it'll bounce off of him a bit quicker than it would Saris. And Riggins oh, is also the kind of person you push him too far, he'll just eventually quit and walk mm-hmm. off the field and everything like that. But he won't internalize it the same way that that someone like Saracen would. Um, you know, so I think that's what also makes coach a great character because in real life, you know, you have to, you know, you have to know when it's gut check time to kick your players asses, mm-hmm. but at the same time you have to, you know, know which ones you have to know how far you could push them because sometimes you're going to end up doing more damage by just going so hard all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Keely wants to know, what did you think of the whole Tyra Connor storyline? So listen, I discussed this you guys go i want to hear what you guys say and why did it never come up that she's in high school and mostly likely underage underage i well first of all i think that connor honestly a character that we don't know yet um jd mccoy he looks like jd mccoy's older brother um you know i'm not spoiling anything it's just a future character that's going to come in you don't know anything about him but when JD McCoy does enter, you know, the uh the scene and everything like that, you know, try to remember what Connor looks like and tell me that that's not his older brother or something. They <laughs> they bear such a resemblance. I don't think that it came up. I think that Tyra intentionally didn't bring it up because she's looking for fun, she's looking for excitement. She knows that that would kill her. She that would, you know, that would kill her whole, you know, scene and her whole vibe by telling him that cuz obviously it's got to be like, wow, she's jailbait. No way. And she's looking for fun and excitement and potentially any excuse to get out of Dillon, Texas. So I think that that's why she concealed all of that. Mm-hmm. Sam, do you have anything to add to that? It's funny because she never he meets her where she's working. So he doesn't necessarily think she is in high school. Maybe, or maybe he knows and he just doesn't care. Yeah, I maybe feel he like doesn't he care. doesn't care. I mean, he tells her at the end after she's showed up, he's like, try to, not even is like courting toward her, but toward, after everything is said and done, literally even after he gives her breakfast, he tells her, oh, I'm involved. Right. It's like, <sighs> you know what? You fucking knew that. So. You knew that the whole time. You knew it the entire time. Mm-hmm. You actively sought her out. You played this like, I'm a gentleman mm-hmm. persona and she fell for it because she's young and she's vulnerable and impressionable. Mm-hmm. And like Bobby said, once any ticket out of Texas mm-hmm. and yep. 
True. probably saw it as an opportunity or at least a distraction. Like opportunity at best, distraction at worst. Yeah. Right. And he um, lives in L.A. So I could totally see her like picking up her bag saying, absolutely. I'm going to L.A. I'm going like, to make myself yeah. Yeah. influence. Yeah. Right. Um, so that to me, like I was just frustrated because I'm sure she doesn't see much self-worth in mm-hmm. what does it matter how old I am? Like this guy is showing interest in me. He's new. He's exciting. And I'm curious and I want to see what could become of it. And then when he tells her like, oh, I'm involved. Oh, so am I. Like I have a boyfriend. And it's mm-hmm. like. Neither of you have, you know, good. Well, it's concept. a defense mechanism. Sure, that she but did. exactly. Like she has no good concept of herself. Otherwise, she probably wouldn't have found herself in that situation. But saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm with someone too," it's like, crap! I just totally had the rug ripped out from under me. So now I have to like keep up with this guy. Right. So it's sad. Tish says the actor who plays Connor is Patrick J. Adams from Suits. Did yeah. any of you ever watch Suits? Suits was great. I watched like six seasons of Suits. Five seasons of Suits. It was a great show. I don't know why I stopped. Maybe it was I'll, awesome. Maybe I'll make that my work show. You would show. absolutely enjoy. Oh my work. You would absolutely enjoy. Um, he's great in it. I'm also I have a huge crush on the other guy. Why am I blanking? Gabriel Mock. Oh my uh-huh. god, I'm so yeah, in love with him. Yeah. And Meghan Markle. Yeah, of course. So, mm. Meghan it was Markle. good. Yeah, it was a really yeah. good show. The concept is really creative. So cool. Uh, based on the bit of Tyra's backstory we got in this episode, how do you feel about her as a character? Liz, you go first, and then we'll go around because I want to hear your thoughts on. Tyra. I'm excited for more. Give me more Tyra. I want to learn what makes this girl tick. I'm already starting to see it, but I like her. She's like, fuck this town. Like, I don't need you guys. I I said this earlier on an episode or to list. I don't know if it was actually on the episode, but I have a thing for the misunderstood blondes. Yeah, she sure does. Marissa Cooper, Peyton Peyton Sawyer, Sawyer, Tyra Collette. (laughs) Okay, so Sam. Yeah, she offers a different perspective because everyone is like, Texas football, Dylan Panthers, like Panther pride. And she's like... Yeah, you know what? I'm looking for a different way of life. I'm looking out of this town. So she offers a different perspective, which I think is good for the show because I think it's unrealistic to think that everybody in a small town just mm-hmm. unanimously comes together and loves their like obviously the majority of them do, but I think she offers a realistic perspective of somebody who didn't come from the best background and wants out of the same cycle that she's sees herself falling into. So yeah, you'd want to see more of her character and, like, where she takes that because she's still young enough to, like, fall into the traps and cycle but also could take different opportunities and rise to the occasion. Exactly. Bill Bob? Yeah, I think, honestly, Tyra is kind of like, you know, the Grinch of of the town. You know, like, everyone celebrates Christmas and this and that, and the Grinch is like, I hate Christmas, and, you know, whatever. And Tyra is like that with, with football. Strangely, like... I noticed like Julie is also sort of anti football, anti whatever, but like she's more sophisticated and and intellectual, where Tyra is more like a rough around the edges version. So they're like different versions of each other. Yeah. Mm. Good points. Kim says the scene a couple of episodes back when Coach Taylor and Buddy try to convince Voodoo to play for their team, I immediately thought, is that like the recruiting? And I thought recruiting was against the rules in public high school systems. Right. And, it is right. <laughs> what do you think will come of this investigation will they have to take back their win and to piggyback off of that because it kind of ties in okay so will they have to piggyback will they have to piggyback? <laughs> what will come of this and then jess says is voodoo ineligible because of how he was recruited 
recruited or because he was not a full-time resident or is it something completely different? So Bill Bob, take it away. So he was he was absolutely recruited illegally. He was yeah. in a hotel or a motel with no permanent residency. Mm-hmm. Basically, like one thing you'll notice in that scene is that as coach and buddy are entering, another coach from another high school was right, leaving. leaving. So it was off to the races to try to right. recruit him. He was that bit that that motel was basically kind of a uh, you know like a, a a jumping off point for him. It's like whoever wants me the most or whoever wins the bidding war for me, I will move to your school district. But what made it, what made the recruiting illegal was that he didn't go there under his own. He, I mean, he went there under his own volition, but not without being bribed. You know, we'll give you a nice house. This is what we could do for you. We can guarantee you'll play this, that, and the other. So and that was Buddy. Then that was Buddy, <laughs> and ev- and a lot of schools, you know, in college football as well as high, you know, big time high school footballs. They these boosters, they're real. These people mm-hmm. are very real. Certain school districts, you know, and this is just in New York, you have to live in the district a certain amount of time and get in a certain amount of practices before you're eligible to play. Um, so maybe they just slid him in and, and did whatever. But yeah, essentially he was brought in through bribery and that's mm-hmm. what it was. So Liz, what do you think will come of the investigation? Will they have to take back their win? <sighs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. It's going to suck. But I hope Buddy Garrity gets it. <laughs> I hope but I- he gets what's coming to him. He can suck it. He can suck a nut because I can't stand <laughs> this guy. Before. It's just unfair because I know like coach, he was like, I don't want to do this. But ultimately the whole town was like, we need this guy. And so he gave in and he gave him a spot. I mean, he said, you have to work to be the QB, but it's going to fall on him. And it's going to suck. And he's fucking pissed. You can see he's like, have a nice day. Got to slam the door. Cause, yeah. We'll uh, see. Vic says, hey, Sam and Bobby, welcome back. We've needed you. <laughs> Who do you think out of all the characters so far needs the most therapy? Well, it's so I feel like everyone, everyone needs the most therapy. <laughs> May seem obvious, but Jason Street, mm. he just had a major, major life traumatic event happen at a very vulnerable. I'm not the only one who heard that. Okay, age, and he had a whole, like, potential football career ahead of him. He was a star. Like, he had all of these accolades under his belt, and boom, and drop of a hat, everything is ripped out from under him. Not only that, but his whole, not only his life and his identity on the field is taken from him, but his identity outside of that, right? He can't walk. He can barely move his mm-hmm. arms. His head, he's in a rehab. I mean, even as an adult, I don't even think people can conceptualize that. So being, what, 17? 16, mm-hmm. 17, 18, and having to not only know that like, my, the life as I knew it is over, but what is my life going to look like from this point forward? So he really could benefit from, I mean, like you said, they all need therapy. Yeah, but his is like definitely but, like an urgency. Yeah, he needs like acute yeah. therapy and then like just, yeah, that's a huge trauma life adjustment. He'll need a lot of support and yeah, I'm going to say Jason because of the severity and the life-changing event that happened to him that will kind of ripple out as his life develops and as the series unfolds. Wonderfully Bill, said. Bill Bob? 
Everything Sam said was absolutely spot on with Jason Street. I would have to agree with everything. Okay. Super well job, super well done job saying that. <laughs> the other person that I would add into though, I really feel like Lila needs serious therapy because I feel like Lila really has a very insecure sense of self. She based a lot of her decisions on what Jason was going to do Mm -hmm. and and her identity was that. But when you look a little bit deeper, she's made to fit in so many little boxes and meet meet expectations of other people being this honor student and, you know, daddy's little perfect girl and a cheerleader and the the girlfriend of a future, you know, uh, big D1 college quarterback and everything. And I feel like she really has no idea who she is. Um, Like she has no idea what she wants to do whatever jason wanted to do is what she was going to do and you know not not spoiling anything but keep an eye on lila with that because in in a lot of her relationships i'm wondering if anybody else noticed that trend picking up as far as what colleges she picks or how her interests Mm -hmm. might change Mm -hmm. and everything else so i want to you know i'm not saying that that's what's going on but i want everyone to you know maybe notice that or keep an eye on it right i like that's a great point as well yeah how do you feel about this whole lila and tim situation vic is not a fan hey sam tell us your thoughts on lila yeah sam without obviously i know you won't spoil anything but um i had a rough time this is like the first episode where i'm like neutral with her neutral yeah like i'm neutral to almost on the the edge of liking what i saw not like her choices but like I saw a softer side of her a little bit, like a tiny okay. shred, tiny shred. So what do I think about their relationship or her in it? I Let's well, talk about Lila talk first. About Lila. I'm curious. Because you have told me, oh, I just can't stand her. And off mic, before we even turned on, like, you're like, oh, I hate Lila. Lila. Yeah. <laughs> I say hate. I, I feel for her because like Bobby said, she has no sense of identity for herself. So she's kind of like this social chameleon. She's arrested to all these pressures that people put on her. So, of course, you're not going to trust yourself to make decisions. So from, like, that perspective, I can appreciate her as an adolescent with all this around her. But, like, personality and her decision-making, <laughs> God, she's frustrating. Like, you you literally have sex with your boyfriend's best friend, and then you go to his hospital, his rehab, kiss him on the lips. Like, I feel like they made a point to that. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to try to hug him or kiss him on the cheek I love you I love you I love love you you, I love you (laughs) yeah like you are so guilty you are just overcompensating for how guilty you are so she without I can't I don't want to speak too far into Mm -hmm. her character it will make like things make sense but doesn't mean like it explains it it doesn't excuse it so right right. now do you like Lila and Tim, do no. you feel the chemistry? No, like, yeah, of course. Everyone's like, oh, they're so hot. Like, Bobby's like, oh, they're such a hot couple. I mean, couple. they are. Lila is I mean, gorgeous. Minka Kelly is gorgeous. Is She's great. Gorgeous. And I know I'm probably going to, like, lose. I mean, I don't have listeners. It's not you my don't, show, Taylor Cage is not your thing. Yeah, like, I don't get the whole, like, hot for Riggins thing. I don't know. I'm like a Saracen guy. <sighs> you would be. I know. <laughs> Saracen girl? Girl, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. I'm, like, not into that jive even like friends that we've had conversations with about riggins like everybody loves riggins and i'm so, like meh you don't like riggins but you're into saracen like i could pre- i could like him more what about jason yeah like he's cute too maybe it's the long hair i don't know it's not like i can appreciate riggins yeah i hear you character, I hear. i'm just messing with you. Yeah. but the two of them yeah, together yeah. like they're just codependent and not even mm-hmm. codependent they're just messy i think they don't know what they want from their lives it's and messy. this is just like a place to just express all their underlying anger and frustration and 
just intense sexual. I mean, they're seventeen. They're highly sexually they like charged. Lots of hormones, right? And, lots of hormones. And your boyfriend is unfortunately now not he's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. recovering. You don't know what that's going to mean for him, right? I don't. Yeah, but they they're very very frustrating. But she even, I mean, she can see that because he'll he'll be like, oh, how was your math class or yep. whatever? And she's like, oh, don't act like this is more than what. Like, so she's already assigned herself, unfortunately, the role of like, you're not going to give me more attention than this sexual chemistry that we have between us but also i don't even know if she's allowing herself to be open and vulnerable to more than that with riggins because i think she just sees him as a sexual side thing i don't know do you have anything to add to that bill bob about lila and have a different Tim? Perspective. um do yeah. you do you have a passion like samantha about lila not a i don't i don't hate her with a passion i definitely <laughs> don't this i i definitely dislike her very strongly but i don't feel i i, I honestly kind of feel sorry for her because she really doesn't even know who she is yeah one thing that that i noticed or that i found interesting was that so at the beginning of this episode you see lila she's going off her run she's starting to do things you know and get back on track and everything and you're like go lila good for you where does she run to right over to you know to, it's her self-care to, <laughs> To, yeah, she runs right over to to Reagan's honky tonk house of hanky panky, and like, you know, so so I'm just so like Lila, it's like you know, all right, Lila, here we go. Oh, what 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 are you doing? No, 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 no. So, you know, so like I have to I have to wonder. It's like Lila. I mean, like, what are you, what are you getting out of this? Like, clearly, and like, you know, Tim's taking it more serious than her. You know, asking her like, how was your algebra exam or whatever, and she like snaps on him. So like, what are you getting out of all of this? And like, I get your I can sort of understand your conflict, but like, yeah, it's just, I keep going back to the question. It's a what fear. It's a fear to let go of the unknown. Like, I think she really likes, she likes Tim, but it's like, oh, people will judge me for uh-huh. it. I can't leave Jason. How could I leave my boyfriend, Jason, who's in the hospital like this? And he's amazing. I will be frowned <laughs> upon. It'll just look bad. But right. do you think if Tim would have gone to see Jason in the beginning, nothing would have happened between him and Lila since she wouldn't have confronted him? Uh, it's I very think, possible. I think something would have happened either so way. Do. You do? Yes. Sam, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Built up? Like it would have, yeah. So that leads me to believe that there's still like underlying feelings there that were there before that I didn't see. Yeah, like I wondered that too, because obviously we're seeing it from where we start the show. But right, what I, was going on? And I keep making that. this point as I don't know these people, and this is the fifth episode in, and I kind of wish that I would have seen this like maybe a little bit down the line, so I could have gotten an idea of like who all these people were and their relationships right, first. Right. Like I didn't know how how close were Lila and Tim before all this. Like I right. know this is his best friend, mm-hmm. but were they close? Right. So I don't like I don't know how their history is. Well, Megan wants to know, now that Tim has gone to see Jason, do you think that will change his feelings towards Lila and their current affair? So Lila obviously is feeling guilty because she's going to see Jason. Now that Tim and Jason have had a little bit of a reunion, right, it's like out of how's sight, he going to feel? Right, out of sight <laughs> of mind. Is this going to change the affair? I mean, you two know. <laughs> you guys know. Um, <laughs> probably. I don't know if this is going to make him feel... Like, will it stop? You know, it's not going to stop. Yeah. I don't know who's going to be the one to stop it unless it's kind of like figured out or someone right. cites them or cites them. An, outi- yeah, an outage kind of thing. Spotted. <laughs> Dylan. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yikes. That's not going to be good. 
Randy asks, what is your pregame and postgame meal if you played for the Panthers? Bonus, if you make it Southern Texas themed. <laughs> Randy Daly. Yes. Randy what's up, Daly. Randy? What's up? What's up? I feel like he can appreciate that I probably can't participate in that bonus part. <laughs> but all right, we'll work with it. Southern Texas themed. Is that what his? That's bonus. But what would your pregame and postgame meal be if you played for the Panthers? Okay, it's not that stressful. No, Sam's I like know, grabbing her like, face. Pregame, to- like he's a big workout person, so he knows like you're not supposed to eat a lot before a big activity. But maybe like oatmeal. I knew you're, you. Uh, oatmeal is a perfect breakfast yeah. for pregame. Oatmeal and like peanut butter to get like a healthy yeah, carb protein yeah, ratio. Yeah, yeah. Lots of water. Um, what would you have after? And after, I would probably. It's not southern at all, but I'd go to Purple Elephant. And have like vegan nachos. Yes. I'd have proper whopper. Proper whopper. Yes. Porch um, swing. Porch swing. <laughs> porch swing. And <laughs> definitely like a big milkshake. Like a vegan oh, milkshake. Yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bill Bob. Bob, you, have a, you had a minute to think. So. So I'm just going to go for my real life experiences because <laughs> I've been an athlete my whole life. So. Uh, my my pregame meal always was and always has been peanut butter and jelly. It yeah. is the perfect pregame meal, and I usually have it with a glacial freeze Gatorade. Um, oh, like, my mouth is watering. Yeah, so that's that's always been my perfect. That's always been my perfect pregame meal. I've always done it, always will. And again, from real life experience, my postgame meal has always been Wendy's, pretty much, or some sort of fast food. Honestly, what's your Wendy's yeah, what's order? Your order? <laughs> Uh, usually I'd either get a Baconator or with, uh, with my, uh, my friend Marcus or some guys I ran track with or, you know, whoever I'd, I'd get like four or five, like junior bacon cheeseburgers or something like that. So Do yeah. you get a Frosty? Not always. I usually stick with like the water or the Gatorade, but yeah, that's a terrible post-game meal. It does nothing for your body and Sam's shaking her head right now. As but little... if you win, it's a celebration, right? right? Win or lose, I'm getting it. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really matter. It's a celebration for your belly. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. But if 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 I were to if I were to go, you know, uh, Texas themed and everything like that, my my pregame meal would probably be a steak, just because you know that's you know hey. And then my I think my postgame meal, if I had to do anything, it would probably be like. A triple Bronco burger with, you know, Lone Star beer or something like that. Nice. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Liz, what would your pregame and postgame? Um, pregame, I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of oatmeal, but I feel like I would like to have that because it's really filling and maybe put some chia in there and like really expand yeah. that belly yeah. so you're real full. And then post, I mean, yeah, I would love to eat like chicken sandwich. With a milkshake, that would be awesome. Yeah, or pasta. This is such. I a- would never eat the, but I would never eat that now. But I would like projecting. Like I would love to eat that. Yeah, I have actually no fucking clue what I would eat <laughs> because I'm assuming I'd have to eat something. You'd have filling, to, you'd ha- right? Maybe not a banana with peanut butter. I don't do peanut butter, so maybe almond butter. Almond butter. Maybe banana and almond butter. Even though I actually haven't had a banana since I had COVID. And I lost oh. my taste and then I tried to eat a banana when I had no taste and the texture totally turned oh, me off. And Sam knows it. Yeah. Sam and I got <laughs> sister <laughs> COVID, COVID together <laughs> and we are both vaxxed. So it was one of those cases. But 
Sam and I both got it at the same time, lost our taste at the same time, got our it taste was a back. Freaky thing. But anyway, have you had a banana since? Because I haven't. I had a banana tonight for dinner with my oatmeal. And did it taste good? It did. I can taste so it. So you had a pregame meal before you I came? Did have a, I had a, pre- <laughs> I had a pre-podcast here? meal. Nice. My post-podcast meal certainly won't be my post-game meal. But, but yeah. I okay. can taste the banana. Yeah. So I guess we try it again. I'll try it again. Yeah, give it another go. Pre-game meal. I'll go with that. Get my, back out there. My post-game meal would probably be a big plate of nachos. nachos. Vegan yes. nachos. Yeah. Purple with, elephant like, nachos. Beyond meat crumbles. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And a nice tall milkshake. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Our last question is at Jet Cow on Instagram wants to know what is Lissa's excitement level for the show from the pilot to now in comparison? Oh, I'm way more excited now than I was from Whew. the pilot. Yeah, I know. Imagine if I was like, well, actually. Actually, I fucking hate this show and I'm bored. <laughs> no, I'm not bored. I'm certainly not bored. I The more we know these characters, the more excited I get. So each week I'm like, let's go. I'm ready for this. I am most excited to see the progression of Jason. I'm also really excited to see the progression of Tyra. Um, He's worrying me with the Julie stuff. <laughs> right now she's a sweet little innocent broad and that's how I'll see her until I see fit. <laughs> I think the puppy love between her and Matt is super cute. Super, super cute. So I'm looking forward to that. And like Tammy and, T- and Eric forever. Mm. Like they're the cutest. Tammy and Eric are mom and dad, just mom like and dad. Sandy and Kirsten Sandy are mom and, and dad. Yeah. Those are my two ultimate TV Yeah, I can see that. Couples. This is like sexy. I feel like you have to I maybe like, pull that. Like who's your favorite? Ooh, that's a good idea. Bobby's like they're better because he will always. He'll... That's fine. We all have our right. own. But San- like I'm curious Sandy, what your listeners Sandy and Kiki are like wholesome this is like raunch but and i like it he was like raunch. grabbing her up when they're making breakfast and i'm like ooh, yeah, yeah, i like sandy it sandy and kirsten have had moments like that in they the did. kitchen the, and seth calls them out they on it they certainly do and yeah the, it's different yeah i feel like julie and seth actually would get along really well yeah <laughs> well from what i know in about our, her at we the always moment. like to blend our universes Sorry. Mm-hmm. all the universes is she annoying like seth no. different oh different okay he says no so yeah. we'll see different well that's all the questions we have from our listeners thank you, thank you so much uh do you guys have any questions for lists or anything before we get into trivia and music and quotes um all ears obvious buddy notes bobby took notes on a paper bag <laughs> do you ha- very tim reagan's ish yes yeah yeah tim yeah. reagan's would do that all right while you look i just going to give some music in this episode we had camera obscura heartless bastards Amos Milburn, Ted Nugent, Obi Trice, and Bionic Jive. How about we go into some quotes? Mm-hmm. What do you have, Liz? I think it's really great you're doing something for yourself. It's all relative, QB. You and me are an arranged marriage. <sighs> Saracen, start warming it up, son. <laughs> Texas isn't even a state. Technically, it's a republic. It'd be nice to live somewhere that's actually a part of the planet. Mm-hmm. Dude, you need to chill out. I'm not ESPN. Approve this, Phil. Tell Buddy Garrity he can shove it. (laughs) Start me. (laughs) I love it. Oh, that's great. Making a plays at the table. Mm, I'll take this. Thank you. You can go and find that later. (laughs) (laughs) Where the hell you been? Around. Around. I mean, when Tim talks. I know. It's the fu- it's funny because he literally says three words an episode and I'm like I know you I know your soul yes <laughs> it's so funny though he's like nothing round 
I see you, Lala. I like you, Lala. Like, <laughs> can't I stop love, thinking about you, Lala. I love you, Lala. <laughs> you and me, you and me is like peas and carrots, Lala. You guys make him sound like a cross no, between Boris Gump and Bill Clinton. Like, <laughs> he's That's really true. weird. Sorry, hey, guys. Like, you're much cuter, Tim. Yes. All right. Do we all have our MVP and shittiest? Yeah. Do you guys have yours? Sam, you said in the beginning of the show you had yours. <laughs> yeah? Okay. So here we go. Three, Three two, one. Jason. <laughs> oh, we Whoa. had a bunch. We had all we had different. Four. No. Oh, okay. I was like, come on. I said Eric. Oh, uh, I said coach. Oh, okay. okay. Coach. Yeah. Okay. okay. So go ahead. You go first. Yeah. Uh, coach. He took, he swept, he swept that field. Is that the right terminology? No. Um, but uh, I loved him. He wasn't taking shit from Voodoo. He wasn't taking shit from anyone. He's like, he just, and he won. And he, I just love it. He doesn't take shit from anyone. That's it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally agree. He doesn't, like, he hears you. He'll listen. Mm-hmm. He, he'll take what you're saying under advisement, but he really trusts his gut. He trusts his own judgment. And if he doesn't, he knows where to go to seek counsel. And I have a lot of respect for that type of character and you'll see that more as the show develops he really sticks true to what he knows to be best for his players for his team for their identity for their futures like he really i know it's more centered around this episode but his character and comes out with that with like you said like with voodoo and then saracen like he really um see that follows his instincts and he has good judgment and he doesn't take he takes others feedback but he doesn't let it get ahead of what he feels is best for his team and for as a team and then it does for individuals bill up did you say herc yes i love that answer that's a good answer that's a texas size 10-4 i sure did uh so herc is amazing and i chose jason so i feel like ours are paired together mm-hmm. yeah, they are herc like provided jason with inspiration and i love that he's trying and i just that moment when the team came and visited jason <clears throat> stop it like oh. people say guys aren't sensitive like i didn't cry at the notebook or anything like that but you show me some scenes in friday night lights oh yeah it's going down like that ending scene in titanic which i actually also cried at oh yeah, yeah. how could you not all right i'm just i'm just saying people say aren't guys aren't sensitive but put some friday night lights in front of me and oh yeah well it's look at the waterworks so, going so good i totally forgot about herc which shame on me oh, herc's the man. but when he when we first met him last week yeah. i think it was last mm-hmm. week and I was like, hey, do you remember Herc? And he's like, I don't. I'm like, how could you forget Herc? So I'm, yeah, that was a really good choice. Uh, we had one for Jason, one for Coach, one for Tammy, and one for Saracen from oh, our listeners around. who submitted. <laughs> yeah, let's do shittiest. Everyone have their shittiest? Yeah. Ready? All right. Three, Three two, two, one, voodoo. Lala. <laughs> they both pick Lila? Oh. I went with Riggins. Riggins. So you guys went for Riggins and Lila. We went for Voodoo. And we went for Voodoo. But also, like, I could give it to Buddy in a heartbeat. Right. So Will <laughs> gave it to Mac and Buddy. And then we had to, Vic and Jess gave it to Voodoo, along with we gave it to Voodoo. Just, he needs, he's I, just so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. I'm trying to be sympathetic and understand where he's coming from. But, like, respect your elders. That's all. And you guys gave it to Riggins and Lila for the obvious reasons. Yeah, I feel like I gave it to Riggins. It was a toss up between the two of them, but we were talking about this before we got here about like loyalty and 
alignment with your friends versus your partner. And granted, they're in high school. It's obviously much mm-hmm. different. But I just feel like you they're, I hate to use the word should, but you want to have that loyalty to a friend. You want that for your significant other, but I felt like Riggins, that wasn't there for him with Jason. With or without his injury, like, you would have hoped that he wouldn't have betrayed his friend mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Gotta give it to Riggins. Yeah, it's shitty. <laughs> Lila, you just had sex with Tim, and then those same lips that maybe touched parts of tim's body (laughs) you're now kissing your paralyzed boyfriend's lips with those like where is your soul girl actually what the hell so gross and then you have jason who's crying in the bed because his best friend finally showed up and then there's the big game against the tigers so right like brigands was there too and like they all touched the helmet like he screwed him over on multiple areas yeah, I mean, but so did Lila, too. Yeah, I, I mean, she's, you know, again, yeah, Lila, I started saying I don't, you know, started yeah. saying I don't like Yeah, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe it's a little, like, out of left field with the comparison, but, you know, like, the expression wolf in sheep's clothing and everything yeah. like that? Right. I almost feel like, like, when Lila goes to visit him, a lot of times she's in, you know, her cheerleader uniform for obvious reasons. And I think it's also symbolic of the fact that she's cheering for him. She's rallying for him. She's there to support him. So, like, her being a cheerleader isn't just, like, for football. It's, like, Jason's personal cheerleader is his his source of support and morale. You're really doing all this shady stuff behind his back. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing with a cheerleader uniform. Right. Yeah. I honestly, in my head, didn't know if we were going to do it again. (laughs) In the episode, I thought like maybe she was gonna, they were gonna sleep together, and then she was gonna be like, "I regret this instantly. You need to get out. I can't speak with you. I can't see you. Don't talk to me." But no, they just kept hugging. This up. is an affair. It's yeah. We're it's it's a, not like we're a having one, an affair. It's an affair. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. <sighs> yeah, it sucks, man. Good discussions. Bad segue, and I don't have a good one, but let's go into a booster of the week. Yeah, let's do. Who are we supported by this week, Liz? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. This week, we're supported by Jillian. Jillian. Jillance, our girl. We love you. It's so nice. We got to see her in our uh, Zoom chat this last week. Our group hang. Yeah. So it was so nice to see you, and we love you and the support, and I just felt like I haven't given it to you in a while, and we missed you, and I was happy to see your lovely, adorable face in our group our group hang. So thank you for being with us for as long as you have. We really appreciate and love you very much. Thanks, Jalance. Lots of love to you. All right, Liz, I'm going to give you a look into next week's playbook. The title for Season 1, Episode 6. El Accidente. Oh, El Ac... Okay. All right. Who knows if I'm spelling that right? Okay. <laughs> it's just accident with accident an E. with an E. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the four words for you to hopefully get you to that winning touchdown. Four. 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 That's right. <laughs> Fourth quarter is what matters. Arrest. Witness. Morals. And lie. So while you think about what's going to happen, Jess sent her predictions. She says they're going to find out, they're going to find Voodoo ineligible for some reason, maybe because he is still Louisiana resident, Mm. and the game will be considered a loss. Lila and Tim will continue sneaking around, but one of them may tell Jason by the end of the episode. I feel like they're both feeling really guilty after tonight's rehab scene where the team all showed up. 
I don't think it's coming out in next week's episode. Unfortunately, I think this is going to continue and it's really shitty and sucks to watch as a viewer because you want so much more for these people and you want them to be good, upstanding citizens. (laughs) But they are in high school and I know hormones are (laughs) raging and you think you know what love is, but you don't. And maybe that will pursue, make Lila pursue Tim. Mm. I don't know. Like in this week's episode, I liked it a little bit more, but also it's so wrong that I'm mad that I even liked it at all. Yeah. But it's a step from last week's episode where I actually was disgusted by it. So. <laughs> um, but arrest, are we going to arrest? Ooh, this can go in a lot of areas. So are we going to pick up where we left off with that Matt Saracen and him beating up that QB's car? Are we going to arrest him for that? Are we going to arrest Coach and maybe Buddy for doing this like illegal, um, I was going to say illegal trade. That's not that's not the word. What's the word? If Voodoo's ineligible or not. Yeah, but. They're going to go with that at the recruitment. Recruitment. Thank you. Recruitment. That was the word I was looking for. Witness. Ooh, someone's going to catch Lila and Tim. (gasps) Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's going to be Landry. Because Landry, like, I see you, Landry. You're going to be starting up some shit. Um, Morals and lies, I honestly think, are both for Tim and Lila. But maybe also Coach feeling the morals of, did I do the right thing by the voodoo situation? Are they going to lie about something? Ooh, I don't know for anyone yeah morals and lies i think are tim and lila okay and then this it we'll see how you do i know how you'll do but i'm okay. not gonna give too much <laughs> good job overall though Liz. thank you all right you know what time it is it's that time to take out your phone <laughs> you're probably listening to us on apple Podcasts. if you are and if you haven't done so already if you could please consider rating us five stars and leaving us a review it would mean so much to us it helps us grow the show especially now because we are in the baby stages we are so brand new and we want to be discovered reach those charts get to new listeners and if you're living on if you're listening on spotify (laughs) make sure you're following over there but we do have a new Apple podcast. We review. sure do. Liz, who's it from? Five stars off to a great start from a hybrid Scott. Once again, Total Betty crushes it. Listen, Michelle, do a great job. And I am so excited to listen each week. Thank you so much. Thank you, hybrid Scott. Yeah, hybrid Scott. Scott. Thank you. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It just reminds me of Connor saying in this episode, I actually hate oil. I drive a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up, we have Whip Will's Football Poetry Corner, as we renamed it. Love it. The Flat. The Flat. Okay. Yeah, this is his term. Flat is the area on the edges of both sides of the offens- offensive line. <laughs> Whatever. Struggling here. <laughs> when a back or a receiver is open in the flat, they only run a few yards horizontal before receiving the ball. Mm. The Panthers came out a bit flat versus Arnett Mead under Voodoo Tatum, but Saracen and Smash brought them back for a huge comeback win. Yes. Smash is fast. Yeah, he is. He is quick. Yes. Love it. And Saracen did so well. We were cheering for him. He he really did. I'm so proud of that boy. And his grandma was so cute in the stands. 
We she were, loves that we boy. We were saying how, you know, we didn't get really interactions with Grandma or Landry, but we saw them. They were there. They were present. They it was like, there. no, they're still they're still on the show. They're still on the show. Main characters-ish, I yeah. guess. But that's all we have for this week's episode of Get Her Done. Thank Get her you, done. Sam and Bill Bob. Do you have any final remarks? All right. I'll just say when I first started watching the show and got stuck on the episode that we did, I was into it, but not like fully committed. And so many of my friends would be like, it's not necessarily a show about football, but the stories and the lives and the relationships around it and within it. So keep it on for that and keep going for that. So if anybody's, it sounds like you've pretty um, engaged and interested listeners, but if anybody is on the fence or ambivalent about it, or even just curious about it, like there's so much that goes on, yes, on the field, but also off the field. So that is worth watching and exploring and being excited about because there's so much good content that comes out of the relationships, the storylines, the developments. So I hope you guys all enjoy it as you watch it as first timers. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Sam. It's a show that just pulls you in the same way, like, you know, the OC pulls people in and some of those other diehard fanatic teen, you know, drama type shows. This will pull you in in the exact same way. And, you know, you'll again, you'll really feel the sense of community in the show and everything. And there's so much, you know, going on. And it's there's it's so much more than just about football. It's about what's going on off the show. So, you know, I definitely strongly encourage everybody to, you know, to watch it, to, you know, to get the show. It's it's back on Netflix. So I Obviously, that means there's a resurgence in its popularity. You know, watch that. Continue to listen to this podcast um, because I also do listen to another uh, few other Friday Night Lights podcasts, and these girls are freaking awesome. So, you know, I just want to shout some kudos to them. Not biased or anything. Well, thank you so much, Bill Bob. You're essential to the show, so keep sending your questions and your trivia each week. And, of course, we'll have you back. You'll have to pick your next episode you want to come on for. Right on. We'll have to have you each season. But thank you again, everyone who participated, send your questions and your comments. We truly appreciate it. Thank you for those Apple podcast reviews. And thank you for those downloads and listens. It means so much to us. Have a good couple of weeks. We'll be back with a new episode on December 13th. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. <laughs>